He tried to cover it under mineral rights, but uh, he got called out by another senator saying, well, no, that's surface rights. You're running a pipeline, but you're going to use taxpayer dollars to help this company pay for it. Then you're going to underpay the people for their property. It's just a, a lose all the way around. This episode is sponsored by Freedom Focus. Do you want to get more done faster? Here at Freedom Focus, we call it creating your freedom. Getting the task done that you need to get done at a faster pace allows us to do what we really want to do sooner and with a peace of mind. Now that part is very important. We all know the feeling of just doing what we really want to do, but without getting the things done that we know we should be doing. Giving us feelings of anxiety or worry, knowing in the back of our head that they're important tasks causing us to feel this. So we can't even really enjoy it. So if we just took the time to do the work we needed to get done, we can release the negative feelings and instead embrace feelings of accomplishment and true freedom. Our motivation drink mix is all about getting more done faster. Go to freedomfocus.co today and try out our morning motivation drink mix. Welcome to the Libertarian Leadership Academy. I'm your host, Michael Pickens, and today we have a special guest calling in all the way from Mississippi. We have Glenn Lewis, who's running for state senate there, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the 49th district. Is that correct? That is correct. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to start off by asking you about your campaign slogan, Take Our Power Back. Where did that come from and what does it mean to you? So it's mostly about decentralizing the power. So I've watched my representatives up there just taking things from us, stealing from it or stealing from us. And the biggest problem I had was the man that I'm running against, he actually looked to expand eminent domain to a private company. He failed at it, but only by four votes. He did manage to take my freedom away. If I wanted to open up an electric car dealership here, I'm no longer allowed. He took that away from me. So he's, they're taking our power away. They're, and when I say power, I also mean money because sure. I mean, if you want to do something, you need money. So they're, yeah, they're have, they had a huge budget surplus. They're not giving any of it back. It's not really serving the people. And the bottom line is people aren't being re- represented. And sure. the reason I got into the race, besides for my children and all the things everybody else says that they're appropriate to say, my I'm retired military. My wife was like, you're always complaining about it. Why don't you go out and do something about it? So here I am. And I'm going to try to make a difference and, and give the people a representative that works for them. A, re, a true representative. Yes, sir. Right. Not a, not a politician, but a statesman. Now you just call me your neighbor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So is the person that you're running against is a Republican Democrat? Who is he? He's a Republican. There is no Democrat challenger. Okay. So it's a two-way race. Yes. Awesome. So doesn't matter if Democrat or Republican, he's still stealing more of your money. He's restricting your ability to do commerce, right? Open an electric car dealership. Um, Right. And then also looking to implement eminent domain. Yeah, there was a CO2 capture. I actually, if you go to my Facebook page, I have it pinned to the top of him on the Senate floor fighting for it. He tried to cover it under mineral rights, but uh, he got called out by another senator saying, well, no, that's surface rights. You're running a pipeline but you're going to use taxpayer dollars to help this company pay for it. Then you're going to underpay the people for their property. It's just a a lose all the way around. And 
it doesn't even line up with any uh, Republican values. So gotcha. this should this should not be a hard win. So people, a lot of people get get this type of thing confused because they see this cronyism going on and they assume that it's capitalism, right? And it gives capitalism a bad name. We we know that it's it's crony capitalism or cronyism, right? The merger of corporate and state power to basically undermine the people's rights. Um, have you been, I don't know, talking to local news about this, doing anything in your local community about this situation? So I right now I have the, the primaries here just ended. So I'm just now hitting the campaign big. I'm talking at senior centers. I did contact Super Talk Mississippi, which is one of the larger radio and pod, well, they have both cast in Mississippi, plus the local news. So I'm working to get my name out there and, and talk to people. So I've gone out and hung door neighbor knockers and I've talked to all the neighbors and like every neighbor here, they're all Republican, but they all have my yard sign in their yards. So it doesn't take much if you get out and talk to them and meet them where they're at. Sure. And, um, so as far as, and I got that, that was kind of from Spike listening to his speeches where he would come across, we got to meet them where they're at. It's not about insulting them or maybe they're just not there where we're, where we're at yet. But there was yeah. a point where we had to have that epiphany. So how, how about just plant seeds and and just do it by your action? And that, that's why I love about the, his uh, power.net And I fully support that. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're running on some issues that most everyone would agree with unless they are working for that corporation looking to steal that property, right? Right. So, so my main three issues are, and I'm more for eliminating laws than I am for creating new ones. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to get rid of more. So the grocery tax, which is just ridiculous in this state because they had a $3.9 billion surplus. And I understand part of that's caused by inflation and some of it's federal dollars, but that's almost half of the state's budget. Mm -hmm. And we're, we have the highest grocery tax in the nation. So the people running for governor now, I'm not going to mention any names. They're like, well, we're going to open up the governor's mansion and we're going to feed people. I'm like, well, that's a good bandaid. But, you know, let's let's do something real for them and and get them their money. So there, there's some details that need to be worked out in that. But there, it is very doable and we can get sure. the money back to the people. And the, the other one's cannabis. I want to legalize that. We're we're sitting here with more people in jail for cannabis, just possession than we are for violent crimes in the state of Mississippi. It's over six hundred thousand just for possession and uh, around four hundred fifty thousand for actual violent crimes. So that it seems like that's a money maker. Plus, uh, I do think that alcohol is worse for you than, well, I know that it's worse for you than marijuana. And the laws, they're not doing anything. Anybody that wants to smoke marijuana tonight, I guarantee you is smoking marijuana tonight. So <laughs> as a military officer, I learned you never create a rule that you can't enforce because it just makes you look dumb. And it's ultimately a failure. And that's where we're at with that. But the last one I'm running on on my website is uh, school choice. So I want to basically get rid of the charter school authorizer board that is currently in control of the entire state. They have to approve every application that comes through for you to have a, a charter school. And if there's one little mistake, if you get to dot an I, they throw it away. Yeah. So that's the reputation they have. But why isn't that our choice? Like, how does somebody in Jackson know our needs right here that we need a, you know, if we want a charter school in our area or not? And I, th I think that's better left to maybe local community college boards or local school boards and looking at the results or, or the parents. So 
I'm looking at different options to push that back down, basically decentralize everything I can. I also have ideas in on the medical field and the hospital and it, yep, it's growing because the more I'm out there, the more I'm learning from people. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big proponent of school choice and a voucher system. However, our system set up here in Washington state sounds very much like yours, where the state actually decides who gets to run a charter school. They also get to decide what type of curriculum is being taught there, which really isn't school choice at all. And it's not any different than what's being offered currently, except now there's a whole other structure being put in place versus just allowing people to create new schools with innovative ways to teach children how to learn and how to gain knowledge and information. There's so many better avenues. We homeschool. My 15-year-old daughter, our 15-year-old daughter has a business. Our 10-year-old daughter's working on her business right now. Like These are things that we're instilling in, in our kids, whereas their peers of the same age are worried about gender affirmation and, you know, and they're having a hard time communicating with adults, you know, because they're only communicating with other kids their age or they're just plugged into technology and that's it, you know, and they don't have any of these other life skills necessary to be successful. So yeah, they don't, they don't teach them to balance the checkbook. They don't teach them. Like when I went to high school, I, got, I learned plumbing, I learned woodwork, I learned all these things. And that was just part of the curriculum. And like you said, they're making them activists now. They're not really learning how to think for themselves. And I have six kids. They all went to public school because I was in the military off doing my thing. And uh -huh. my wife was working. But if it if I didn't talk to them when they came home, they wouldn't know which side was the Atlantic Ocean, which side was the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. But they would know all this, this the gender affirming things, which I have a problem with it with children. If, sure. if you're not cognit cognitively developed enough to understand there's may or may not be a tooth fairy you know yep. then you should not be making those kind of decisions i am i have to watch that though because i saw in the state like I, I don't i don't or i don't necessarily agree with the crt curriculum mm -hmm. anything that says theory in the end shouldn't I, I don't think we should teach any ideology to be honest with you in, in a public sure. school but the state of mississippi made it illegal they banned it from any public education but just CRT, they can still teach other ideologies, but CRT is banned. And what I think is that's just, that's not freedom. That's just setting a precedent. Mm -hmm. So when the pendulum swings the other way, that precedent's going to be used against you. And, and I'm trying to get people to understand that, that because I, I lived in Pennsylvania when it was Republican and now it's Democrat and all these people that, you know, as long as tyranny is working on your side, you're all for it, but it's going to go the other way. And, sure. and that actually works when I talk to people and they're like, yeah, that's true. Never really looked at it like that. But yeah, so I don't like the precedent that, that's being set. And that's like DeSantis uh, has done that. And it's been done in this in Mississippi. And whether I agree with it or not, I don't think is the important part. Yeah. Yeah. So if public education is there to teach children, it is to be, you know, the kids should be taught basic life skills and, and basic you know, math and reading and things like that, you know, versus some of these other more social constructs that are being shoved down their throats because humans are a programmable species. You know, the subconscious mind is very much open to suggestion during the early years in childhood. That's how kids learn as they grow up. So I'm glad that's one of your main topics. Another thing that you said is one of the things you're looking to do is eliminate laws. It seems now that most 
politicians, when they get elected, they're trying to add new laws to the books so they could stamp their name on it. I passed, you know, three new laws this year, 10 new laws this year. Whereas I think we need a new group of statesmen who are looking to remove all these laws that have been put in place that are immoral and unethical and basically infringements on our natural rights. So I really appreciate that. Every libertarian should be looking to eliminate more regulations and laws than they're creating. If you're creating them, I don't know that you actually get the, the libertarian uh, perspective, unless it's like the, the main ones protect uh, people, their property and uh, their liberty. Like those those main three, I will stick stick with those. And if laws need to be if they need to be created for that, that's good. But the people are going to do what they want to do. Your, your law is just to kind of get them to lean one way or the other, maybe think twice about it. But I, I haven't seen a law stop anybody from doing anything. Um, I understand the reason for them and the need for them, but I haven't seen one work yet. I haven't seen a law that hasn't been broken. You know, people are going to do it. It's it's just kind of persuading them to behave a certain way. And really, that's unless it comes down to those three main topics, I'm not, I don't really think the government has a place there. Yeah, absolutely agree 100%. So as far as your campaign, how can someone help your campaign if they're interested? They can go to votelenlewis.com. They can make a donation there to, to my campaign. I am not taking corporate money, only individuals if they if they care to donate. And I'm looking to, we want to get to liberty as, as the least expense possible. And that means at other people's expense and at the expense of laws and whatnot. So I think that that's where I'm looking to go. I've spent most of my own money on, on my campaign so far. And the only thing I'm looking for is some radio time and mailers. Outside of that, it's going to be me hitting the street and going and talking to people. Because that's I, I think that is the most effective way to actually uh, promote libertarianism and to win this election. Yeah, I think every door direct mail is probably one of the most cost effective ways to get your message out there. Now, as far as your campaign right now and you running for office, what is your chance, you believe? Like how, how many people will vote in your election? In well, your there's there's 12,000 people in the district. I, I want to say that he won with 3,500. 3, okay. So the thing is, I'm going to get, see, he's never been uh, challenged by Democrat or anybody else. So even the last time he got in, he was just running against two other Republicans. He won the primary. That means he got he got in the door. He's never run against anybody else. So any Democrat that's here and they already hate him. So their votes are automatic and they're already standing up for me. So I think I have a, a good shot at this. And, and it is a good test because I do think fear drives a lot of people. The left's afraid of the right. The right's afraid of the left. Well, there's no fear in this one. There's yeah. just unfamiliarity with me. So that's my job to get out there and make them familiar with me. Yep, that's right. People will vote for you as long as they know you, like you, and trust you more than your opponent. And it seems like you're making that impact out there. And 3,500 votes is doable. That's doable, especially, you know, 12,000 people. So what, 6,000 households around, you know, getting a piece of mail in each one of those doors, that's, that's doable. You know, you're not talking about a congressional seat with 750,000 people. You're talking with 12,000 people, maybe 6,000 households. So you have, sounds like a winnable race. You've just got to convince the Republicans that you're, you stand for 
you know, their property rights, which sounds like that's going to be an easy case to make over their incumbent. So, yeah, um, it's it's all getting out there talking to them because they like me when they meet me. And I'm, I'm also learning it's it's a lot of them don't really care about any of the policy, anything. I, I can go into a senior center and do a karaoke for them and they'll all they're all checking their cards. Am I in your district? You know, and yeah, so I'm, I'm doing them in the districts. And, and if, if they like me as a person, they trust me. Yeah. And my my wife, she she volunteers at senior center. So it's kind of a shoe in, but they they want to vote for me. They but they could care less about any of the policy. It's it's do they like you? Yeah. And, and I'm, I've learned that along the way, because when I, I first went out, I'm just spitting out policy and people are just like, get away from me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning a lot along the way, you know, just just relax and, and just talk to people. And yeah, give them, they'll open up to you eventually. And then, yeah. yeah. What is that quote? P people won't care about what you know unless they know that you care. Yes, exactly. I don't exactly. remember Just who said up. that, but yeah. Show up, smile, shake hands. So it sounds like you're doing all the right things, Glenn. What was your website again? So it's voteglennlewis.com. Just V-O-T-E-G-L-E-N-L-E-W-I-S.com. So yeah, awesome. one with one N. So if you're listening to this right now, Glenn has a chance, a really good chance of actually winning. What it sounds like he needs is to make sure that he can get his mailers out to every single household across his district. So if you got an extra 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, send it his way. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. Awesome. And then one more question before we get off. What is your personal definition of a leader? Okay, so this is as a military officer that that's uh, so there's different types there, you know, I had the, the positional authority. Mm -hmm. Now, as a leader for the Libertarian Party, that authority isn't so much there, but we need a little bit more of it. I, I do believe I do believe the Libertarian Party needs to stand up. We need to as far as how to how to plant seeds, how to like especially social media, stop attacking people. You're not winning anybody mm -hmm. and, and stop arguing to argue. Just just plant the seed, what you have to say. Don't disagree with them don't disagree with their position don't disagree like we're because what that does is it makes us like ideological authoritarians yeah which is exactly what we're fighting against so and, and i see that all over and i'm like these people i don't i don't know why so i try i'm not always good at it but i, I try to go in you know very okay what they believe is i'm not offended by it you know sure. and and just go in and talk to them and it, it works pretty good if people expect to get attacked and they don't and then you, you're actually reasoning with them and talking with them and i don't think you'll ever change anybody's mind that's on social media but you might plant the seeds so like i said earlier when they're ready for it they'll do it so we need i want to say decisive humble but very confident leaders uh, i have to i ha always have to go back to spike you know, like after meeting him he was the most humble man and then you see him in front of the camera and you're like, this guy's just a solid leader. And he, he was just really, really impressive. And he, yeah, he's just an all around good person too. So, and he's doing the right thing. So I was really impressed by him. I also got to meet, and I don't wanna leave it out because I mentioned the other two guys, Chase Oliver. I met him when he came down here and he was he was pretty impressive too. So as far as, I can't wait till they they go up for the debates and uh, yeah. the delegates get to choose one. That's I'm very interested in, in seeing which one wins, but they'll, they'll, they will have my support. Can I ask you awesome. a question? Sure, go ahead. 
what have you watched anything on Vivek Ramaswamy, who was a libertarian all through college? And for I think he might be a libertarian trying to run as Republican. I don't know if I trust it, but have you watched him? What's your opinion on him? I have not. I haven't paid attention to the Republican primary at all. So, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with him. There's just stuff going around that he was funded by Soros or. You know, his whole idea of taking the military into Mexico to fight the cartels, that isn't very attractive to me. Well, I don't I don't think he said that. that that's what his words are being twisted. I, I okay. I'm listening and watching, but um, I, I'm not I'm not supporting. I'm not going to support a Republican because I know where that that ultimately leads. But he is saying libertarian things. And I'm wondering how many libertarians he's going to pull from the libertarian vote. And that's why I'm thinking we need to get somebody really strong, really outgoing, and to to match his energy. So I'm really hoping that happens with the Libertarian Convention that we we go ahead and pull someone with that kind of energy. I'm not going to pick one right now. I want to hear them talk first, but you know, uh, I think that's going to be important to the Libertarian Party. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely, if I was you, I'd reach out to all of the candidates you know that you met and see if they can send an email out on your behalf because it sounds like your race is a winnable race you know every every race technically is winnable however you're going up in a two-way race with an unpopular republican it looks like you've already picked up some democrat support and if there's a bunch of republicans that look at him as a rhino republican in name only you can pick up their support as well so you know one mailer is great two mailers is even better so, and it doesn't sound like you're going to need a whole lot because I, we, we've done a lot of every door direct mail and it's about a hundred dollars to hit 500 homes. Right. So, you know, what, what is, what is that? You need three. I can't even do the math yeah. right now, but no public it, won't, <laughs> it won't take a whole lot for you to, to win that election. So actually mike jamat he he made a video for me like i've never met him never talked to him and he he put a video out there so i thought that was pretty that was pretty awesome so he supports down ballot candidates which of course that's something i'm going to do once i win yeah well yeah, i i really hope you win it sounds like that you have a lot of the right ideas to get you in elect you know in an elected position so thank you very much for running all right thank you for having me awesome. yeah absolutely all right glenn take care all right. Thanks. Bye.